Hey Mario, how's it going, man? So fall semester starts next week. How are you feeling about that? Are you ready? Man, I am ready. Uh, well, if I had the Note 9, I think I feel more ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, that's definitely a necessity. <laughs> Bro, I wish. I'm telling myself I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need it. <laughs> but, hey, it's a good phone. You got to admit, as an Apple user, right? Oh, absolutely. It's a gorgeous phone. Welcome to another episode of DM in Truth and Tech. I'm Mario Alvarado. And I'm Daniel Escalante. And we are happy that you guys could join us for our two segments. We'll just talk about a little bit of technology for you guys, something that can help you guys grow in your spiritual life or just your everyday um, living. And where we also talk church issues, you know, stuff that's interesting, um, things that happen in your church, things that are going on in your spiritual life. And Daniel and me get together and talk about them. Hopefully get conversations going with you guys, right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. That's And that's the main goal that we want to accomplish is just to get these conversations going. And we would definitely love to hear from you, you know, your thoughts, your ideas, uh, your opinions on uh, the things that we talk about. So uh, feel free to connect with us. Uh, you know, you can reach us through email, dmtruthtech at gmail.com or our Twitter at uh, dmtruthtech. Yes. So please contact us. Give us, you know, ideas like Daniel said or suggestions, uh, stories that you guys like to share. Um, also, we will be linking all this stuff also in the description. So you guys can go ahead and, you know, just click on it. Um, if you guys are on uh, Apple Podcasts or you're us on uh, Google Podcasts, um, just go and you have all the information there on the description. Um, so, yeah, we have a great episode coming in right uh, today. Uh, Absolutely, yes. You guys might hear a little difference in, in the sound, and that's because we're we're a little bit far away. <laughs> right, Daniel? Exactly. Yes, yeah. I'm actually in uh, Denver, Colorado right now. Yes, and I'm I'm still in Berrien Springs. Stuck here. No, I'm just playing. No, I'm, I'm still here. Um, <laughs> so, uh, we'll be traveling to a little bit, but, you know, we still want to bring these uh, awesome episodes to you guys. Um, so, that, like we said, get the conversations going and stuff like that. So... Uh, exactly yes we hope that you guys um enjoy it and we're gonna get right to it so it's time for um it's time for a tech it's time for a tech moment tech moment for you let's do it all right so here at uh tech moment for you we talk about tech uh stuff in general um we refer to, you know, apps or, you know, phone stuff, uh, ecosystems, things that will help mm -hmm. you, your life easier, right? Yes, um, yeah, exactly. And I don't know how many of you guys watched uh, the YouTube videos that we've uploaded um, here at Tech Moment for you. We're going to be summarizing what our next videos are going to be about. So we really hope that you guys could enjoy those. All you have to do is go to the description and also click on the link, which will take you directly to Daniel's YouTube channel and to my YouTube channel, our latest videos. So um, I hope you enjoy those. I enjoyed yours, bro. That's pretty good stuff yeah. that you, you, you're uploading there. And uh, Thanks, bro. Yeah, I really enjoyed yours as well. The, you know, talking about that ecosystem is important. And it's, it's good to know that, you know, you can still integrate um, Android as well as like Apple stuff, you know, and still find a very cohesive workflow. Yes, exactly. And as a matter of fact, video number three that um, I'm mm -hmm. going to be uploading that you guys can go and check it out. I'm going to be talking about the best note-taking app for Android and Apple. Nice. So there's a lot of good note-taking apps. And a lot of uh, people today use a lot the S Pen on the Note. Well, if you have a Note, right? If you don't, yeah, that's cool. Exactly. But 
But if you have an Apple iPad, most people are using the Apple Pencil now. So taking notes on your Apple Pencil, taking notes, maybe even just typing them. Um, I'm going to be talking about what I feel is the best app that you can have using an Android phone and also using a Apple iPad and even a MacBook Pro and still be able to sync all of these together. Yes, and- yeah, and that's the important part, I, I think, is you know the ability to still synchronize everything. Because for me, you know, I love you know being mobile and being able to you know, create stuff on my phone and then knowing that it'll still pass, you know, to my MacBook or computer at home or even the iPad. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's super important. And I think that's important for a lot of people, especially if you're a student or you're a pastor. And and I mean, notes, it doesn't necessarily refer to like class notes, right? It could be any type of notes. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah. You know, meeting notes, um, you know, if you're at a seminar and, you know, just jotting things down that you're learning, you know, stuff like that. Exactly. So I'm going to be talking about what I think I'm going to mention um, some other apps, just, uh, you know, they call them on, honorary mentions. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, I think and I'm actually I'm just going to go ahead and say it for me. The best one is OneNote. Mm, OK, it's such a great app. I'm, I, there's a lot of people already using OneNote, but with OneNote, you could just do so many things, all types of notes, the way it organizes it. Um, is so amazing. Like if you don't haven't downloaded OneNote, you need to do it at least to check it out. You know, mm. um, you already have a go-to uh, note app, our listeners, but this one is one that you can access from anywhere. You can organize it in so many ways. So it's really good. That's, and I'm going to be talking about that one. Now there's also um, Keep, Google Keep, which is a note app, which is more simple. You know, yes, Google yeah. Keep is more like yeah. your notes app that you have on your Apple uh, iPhone mm-hmm. that you have on your iPad. Um, but with Google Keep, you can actually have it on your Android and you can have it on your Apple iPad and on your MacBook Pro. Exactly. Um, yeah. So those two are basically the main ones, but I will still go for one note. And that's what I'm going to be talking about basically in, in my YouTube video, how to use that, things that you can do, how it's helpful for your everyday living and stuff. So, yeah. Okay. Excellent, man. I look forward to seeing that then. Uh, for me, How about yeah, for me, the next episodes uh, on my YouTube channel, I'm going to be continuing the series of, uh, you know, what's on my Apple stuff. So um, okay. I believe last okay. week I covered uh, what's on my iPhone. So next I'm going to try to do what's on my iPad. And then the following one after that is going to be what's on my Mac. And so um, there's going to be a little bit of an overlap because I like to, you know, just like how you were talking about the ecosystem, I like using apps that are available on both platforms, you know, and macOS and iOS can still be a little bit different sometimes. So I like to use apps that are available on all three so that wherever uh, I start working, I can keep going, you know, on the next device. And so, um, but yeah, you know, I'll be sharing, you know, the kind of apps that I have uh, on each of those things. And then, um, and yeah, and just seeing which ones are unique, you know, to each uh, device. Uh, but yeah, that's the kind of stuff that'll be coming out on my YouTube channel. If you're interested uh, in seeing that, then definitely tune in. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hope you guys have a little bit of an idea of what it's going to be about. We have those descriptions, uh, those links in our description. So you guys can go ahead and just click on it. It'll take you directly. If you guys are interested again in um, our best note taking app for Android and Apple and to look what's on um, Daniel's uh, Apple. Remember, he talks about 
um, it's for leaders in general, right? People who yes. want to be organized, people who want to advance and who are 100% Apple users for yes. now. Um, for how now, to get yes. the best, yeah, how to get the yes. best. So, uh, yeah, hope you guys can tune into that. And um, that pretty much sums up our tech moment for you. And now let's get to it, to our church talk. Okay, church talk. We've got a really interesting topic and I want to go ahead and kick it off with reading actually uh, a quote All right, um, that it, I got it. from this. Yeah, it, this this quote comes from uh, Ted Turnow, and uh, he wrote an article titled, you know, Popular, Popular Culture and the Discourse of Desire. And if mm-hmm. you guys want to uh, read that article, you know, we'll, I, I have the article. I'll link it uh, in the description so you guys can check it out. Yes. But uh, he starts off by saying this, that we would have to say that those who reject popular culture are right and those who enjoy popular culture are wrong. But that is not the end of the story. Grace abides in the ruins. Theologians call it common grace. The fact that God has not abandoned the world to suffer all the consequences of its rebellion. Within human culture, there are signs of justice, goodness and beauty, not because humans are inherently good, but because God actively preserves justice, goodness, and beauty on the earth. Mm. The image of God in humans is warped, but it is not destroyed. Mm. And by God's grace, the cultural mandate was not destroyed. Glimpses of our cultural task restored to its original purpose and glory can be seen even in the works of those who rebel against God. These are traces of grace, and they point to God. So, Mario, that's what Ted Turnow uh, has written. What yes. do you think? What are your thoughts? And, and how, how does that connect with our churches today? Yeah, so um, we have this issue. We have this problem. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's always been to a certain mm-hmm. extent, if we think about it. Um, but it actually started, um, I think it became more prominent if we look at history, um, Probably in the in, in as as the universal church started come starting getting organized and, and and probably in the Middle Ages is when it probably solidified this idea of el mundo, <laughs> right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> that, yes, yeah. That's what is in our Spanish uh, uh, churches. This word "uy el mundo" is is an issue. Is an issue yeah, because man, I got goosebumps. I got goosebumps just when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> right, bro, because that's how it is you know you hear stuff like that yeah. and you're like, mercy you know it's el mundo is almost synonym for uh, actually you know for those that don't know el mundo is is translation of um the world yeah but and yeah, yeah. when when you mention it in churches it's basically a synonym of the devil himself um yeah that's but, absolutely right yeah that's basically what it means and it refers to things that we don't agree with and we think that are worldly things coming into the church and taking over mm-hmm. and we refer it to things that we feel are how do you say making the church un, uh, not pure anymore make it contaminating the church yeah or uh, tainting the church tainting the church exactly yeah. and and stepping us away from from a godly um life a godly representative as a church i mean it that's what we refer to when we say el mundo or worldly things um mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But there's, there's an issue when this concept is misunderstood. I mean, mm-hmm. and you know it, right? Like, uh, let's just think of it. Like, how many, how many things... As growing up, how many things did parents not burn? How many toys were not burned? How many, <laughs> how many things were <laughs> yes. not broken because they were categorized as del mundo, right? Yes, yeah. And it's almost seen as like whenever someone says, you know, the world or, you know, that's worldly, it's kind of seen as like that's the, um, that's the, that's the reason that we need to not engage with whatever it is, you know, we've exactly. labeled as the world. You know, like that's worldly. So we don't even touch it. We don't talk about it. We don't look at it. You know, we just keep moving forward. Exactly. And and yeah, there are so many things. Yeah. Growing up, so many toys (laughs) that my mom would get (laughs) mad at me for, you know, playing with or or TV shows for watching (laughs) Yeah. because I was seen as the world. Exactly. Or glimpse of it or, or, you know, just now. Now, this is this is not an easy conversation, of course. Because absolutely not. In, in no way are we also condoning what you read in it is great because it says that, you know, those who enjoy the world also aren't is incorrect. Right. There are, yes, yes, there are exactly. things from the world that we totally reject that mm-hmm. we as Christians absolutely. have to stand up for and say, mm-hmm. hey, we don't we don't stand up for that. We don't agree with that. That's, that's just something we exactly. cannot do. Right. We are followers of Christ. Exactly. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. as followers of Christ, there's things that are going to be radically against the world. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Now, but then also like that, that is what brings in the tension is because Christ himself has asked his followers to engage with the world. Yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? Like he said, you know what, go out into the world, and essentially just make a difference, you know, make disciples, bring them to me, you know? And so even though we have like all of these like bad things in the world, I don't think that God to, to an extent, you know, hasn't just said like, okay, you know, you see the, the bad stuff in the world that pretty much means, you know, stay away from the world. Yeah. Instead he's tasked us with engaging with it. And I think, you know, with the help of the Holy Spirit, like, I think we have to figure out how to do that. <laughs> exactly. And see, I think that's yeah. where the problem lies. So let's look at the problem. The problem is yeah. that we have this church mentality that it's us against the world. And mm. it's yes. everything. When we talk about the world, it's like everything, right? We have to. And a lot of times, why is this a problem? Why is this mentality of us against the world a problem? Well, because then. I don't know. I mean, you, you end up developing instead of developing relationships with people and developing and trying to be intentional about connecting and reaching out to people. You, we end up building this environment in churches of like hostility against other people or against Mm. types, quote unquote, of people or again, against um, groups of people. And this is a problem because then the church can become exclusive. Um, exactly. Yeah, it hurts our witness. And then we're just circulating the gospel among ourselves. Pretty yes. Much. So we need to understand that this mentality definitely causes problems because mm. sooner or later, we're going to end up missing out on reaching specific people. Um. Mm. Yeah, this this, exactly. this mentality that everything in the world is wrong and and, and devilized it creates it creates a hostile environment, creates a hostile yes. environment yeah, that that doesn't 
connect with people doesn't it, it it forces the church or anybody a member of the church to to kind of develop an unwanted relationship against people that are, don't think or, or or do things the way we do as Christians. Mm. Yeah, and that's an issue. That's an issue. It is because it is. Yeah, you know we're we're calling out on it because then I don't know if you check check this out. So um, Hillsong pastor, um, uh, what's mm-hmm. uh, Brian Houston? Uh, mm. Brian Houston, right? That's his name. I forget. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. so. So he, I, I like the the what what he the way he approaches church. He says that in in in, in his book, um, by the way, it's a pretty good book. Uh, uh, two books ago, he read, um, he came out with it a while back. Um, I'll probably put it in mm-hmm. the description too. But he says that the main the, the way that Hillsong Church was going to work is that they were going to be all about what they stand for, not what they stand against. Mm, yes he says that's the way they're gonna build church he says the way i propose to build church is we will always talk preach and sing what we are for instead Mm. of you know what we are against and you know sometimes that's incredible that that is now some people might say oh but you know as christians we're supposed to talk about what we're against yeah but a lot of times when you stand and you talk for what you're for you're already implying what you're against Mm, that's true. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, and I can see that the way they've done things. I think it's incredible because instead of attacking and saying, no, that's wrong. And, and tell me or not, this is what we do a lot in churches. In our churches, sometimes it's the opposite. And mm-hmm. it's all about what we're against <laughs> instead of what we're for. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, the, yeah. you know, we're against this. We shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be watching that. You shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be with them. You shouldn't be hanging out with these people. You shouldn't be. Mm. And and it creates this 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 um character I don't know of of the church where you're just like man this is pretty hostile right like it it, it it's mm, all like yes. about what we're against and know this and then um real quick I, I wrote I wrote this in a blog once but mm-hmm. um when I went to Mexico and we uh, we went out we did um sorry when I went to Mexico as I was studying in Mexico we went to do evangelism in a place. Long story short, this uh, um, w- I was put with um, a lady and a little kid. We went out in the neighborhood, started giving out invitations. And then the little kid tells me, you know, here around the neighborhood, we're known as the church of the no. And I'm like, huh? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, we're known as the church of the no. It's like, oh, I've been in los, los hermanos de la iglesia del no. Here come the brothers and sisters of the church of no. And I'm like, really? Wow. Yeah. Well, how? He's like, yeah, because we're always saying, you know, don't do this. No hagas esto. No hagas lo otro. No hagas eso. No hagas eso. Eso no hacemos. Eso no se debe hacer. Eso no. You know, which in English would be like, don't do wow. this. Don't do that. Don't do this. Don't do that. And the neighbors already know. Yeah. Like, this is like a nine-year-old, 10-year-old telling me this. Um, wow. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. You know, because it's this mentality of we're against the world and we're going to have to denounce absolutely everything. And in that sense, you don't. Yeah. Now, of course, not a lot of people came to the series. Um, and I mean, it's yeah. hard to go to a church where it's all about the no. Exactly. Because by establishing already like all your no's, you're pretty much sending the message to those people like you're not welcome here, you know, what, yeah. to whatever your no is. <laughs> like you're telling them like you're not, you know, this isn't for you pretty much. Yes, exactly. 
Exactly. And, and, and who wants to be part of that? I mean, exactly. Yeah. It's hard to want to be part of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. So, but we want to put, I mean, this, this problem goes beyond that, obviously. Right. Now, like we can't tackle, we can't tackle absolutely every implication of this issue. Um, but we do want to state the, the, the bigger problem to look at the bigger picture because there are churches that are stuck Mm -hmm. in this mentality and their evangelism mm-hmm. isn't moving forward. Their evangelism is outdated. Their evangel- and, and, it's, and, and they're not establishing relationships or connections because of this mentality. Because exactly, they are not yeah. willing to go out of their way to, to use some um, elements or to use some things that would help connect with other people just because they're afraid of this, you know, worldly mm-hmm. thing. Exactly, mentality. yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, a few weeks ago, I heard um, I heard a pastor preaching on the story of Lazarus, you know, when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. Yeah. And uh, before Jesus did that, you know, um, the people that he, you know, that, you know, he was with, you know, they started bringing up a number of excuses. Right. Yeah. They were saying like, well, you know, Jesus, he's been there for three days. You know, he's going to stink really bad. And, um, you know, I imagine or the pastor was saying, um, you know, that those people would have missed out on the biggest miracle that Jesus ever did, raising someone from the dead, um, if they had, you know, kept pushing their excuses on Jesus to not perform that miracle. Mm. You see what I mean? Mm, Yeah. And so, like, sometimes we do the same thing, too. Like, we label groups of people as worldly, as, you know, it's essentially when we say worldly, we're pretty much saying like God is not there. God yeah, is not with you. Exactly. God is not a part of you. And we miss out on the number of ways that God is working in their life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. every person, at least the way I've seen it is like every person has a story. And the way, you know, Turnau says that God is still actively working in people's lives uh, to bring them to him. Mm. Like that means like every person is on a journey, you know, and when we just label them as like, nope, you know, there's just because you do one thing, you know, that maybe it's not uh, something that Christians do. We throw them out and then we miss that opportunity to see where it is that God has been working in their life. Wow. Wow. You know, and and even more so, we miss the uh, ability or the opportunity to join them in that journey. To be like, you know what? I see where God has been working with you. You know, let me join you and let's, you know, let's get on the journey together. Bro, we miss that. Bro, that's amazing. And and putting that, putting that, we see that clearly. Like, for example, within our own family members who are not believers. Like, yeah, bring it home. Our own family members. I'm pretty sure everyone. I mean, I grew up as a little kid denouncing my cousins and telling them that they were wrong for what they were doing, you know. And, and because that's what I was taught yeah. as a little kid. That's what I, I was taught that we, they are worldly. We are not. We will draw our line. And, and that's what we're trying to discuss here is that how, what does that line look like? That line mm. doesn't mean yeah. that we have to. And so they grew up. We grew up like, you know, we get along and everything now. I mean, a lot more. But it's, you know, what about those family members who are who who have come out, who are, you know, who said they're homosexual? for example, or who have become yeah, part of the LGBT yeah. community, they're not going to come to you because mm-hmm. they, they, they know that you don't like this, you know, quote unquote, worldly stuff. And we, 
we've mm-hmm. crushed relationships, even within our own families, um, mm-hmm. who are non-believers, just because of this idea of us versus them, us versus the world type of thing. Mm, exactly yeah and I, I, yeah. I mean you can i can see it i mean i'm pretty sure almost everyone growing up in our churches had has had maybe you know, not everyone obviously but you know mostly yeah. in general that that you know um type of broken relationships because of this mentality mm, yeah so exactly. it definitely is a problem now what what are some solutions i mean what let's let's go over some things or some ideas some conversation starters to do because you know mm. first you have to ask yourself are you part of that type of church what type of church mm. you know what's yes, your exactly. church like is your church yeah. that type of church if yeah. it's not praise mm-hmm. god you know praise the lord you know uh mm-hmm. what you're doing absolutely yes um that's and, great and there are churches like that again there are many churches that are not like that that, that it's about mm-hmm. people right it's about relationships and praise god for that yes but maybe that's the starter maybe the starting point is to say to evaluate like we said in other uh, podcasts to evaluate to sit down and say hey how how exactly are we portraying ourselves are we giving this mentality of us versus them how mm-hmm. how does the community see us do they see us as the church of the don't um mm, yes you know? um Yes. So it all goes back to like what we mentioned in in other episodes, you know, it starts with that evaluation, you know, just being willing to ask yourself that question as, you know, as even just a member or even a leader in the church, you know, asking yourself that question, you know, what kind of church are we right now? Yes. You know, what what is it that, you know, are we, you know, preaching more of our nose or are we really, you know, telling people what it is that we really stand for. Yes, exactly. And one of the ways to, to do this evaluation is a lot of times we act off of, um, and I mean, I don't say this in no insulting way, and this includes me. I mean it in the true sense of the word. Uh, we act because of ignorance, because mm, of yeah. lack of knowledge, because we because before we've been taught this mentality of us versus the world, where it has not much ground to it, mm-hmm. um, it's us against Satan, mm-hmm. It's us against the, the, you know, darkness, against evil. Mm-hmm. It is definitely, we mm-hmm. have a war against evil and against Satan. But we have become victorious in this world because of our God, because of our Lord, because of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And this is the good news that yes. we have to extend to people. It's, mm-hmm. it's, and now I know that the devil uses and he uses schemes and he definitely, but the war is not against the people. Absolutely, it's yeah. against still him. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We have to keep in mind like who the real enemy is, you know, it's not, it's not the people that are being manipulated or used or, you know, uh, try, you know, that the devil is trying to destroy. It's the enemy himself, right? Satan is, he's the one that we're fighting against, you know, everyone else, people, you, me, uh, our listeners, everyone else, you know, our friends, our neighbors, they're just, ca- we're just caught in the crossfire. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. And and not everything that is of the world is satanic. There isn't. I think, exactly. I think we're going to have to do another yeah. episode, bro, probably a part two or something where we talk about things in yeah. the Bible, <laughs> in the old <laughs> Testament yes. that are, that were worldly quote unquote, that were used. For example, mm. even the temple itself, wasn't something exclusively from the Israelites. I mean, yes, yeah. Temples themselves already existed, 
before the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. And, and we find temples mm-hmm. that were even in the same way, almost the same layout as, mm-hmm. as the, as the Israel. And that just because there was a, a temple before, or, or there's other temples that were similar to, to the Israelite ones, didn't mean that God wasn't going to use it or that God will say, Oh no, 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 that's too worldly. We can't, we can't use that. Um, yeah, they did. I don't think they had this mentality of, of, um, well, I mean, eventually that mentality grew, right. Where they, the Jews yeah. became exclusive and that's where Jesus came in and said, Hey, hey guess what? It's about loving your enemies. Yeah. It's about loving your enemies. Exactly. Those yeah. Enemies that you say yeah. you hate it. So versus them, they belong to, 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 to God too. Um, yeah. So we need to understand that this is God's world. Everything in it belongs exactly. to him. And he is, in, and, and you said this, he is actively involved in it. He's, Absolutely. He's yeah. He hasn't like just abandoned everyone or anything like that. Like he's still in charge. He's still, you know, he's still working in that process of redemption. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then we need to learn to see more of God in the world. That's point number three. We need to learn to see more of God in the mm-hmm. world. Um, of course, you know, we need to not run into the, uh, to the problem of that. We'll reject the world so much that we also end up rejecting a work that God is doing. That's powerful. I got to credit that exactly. you, you wrote that. I got to yes. credit that to you. You said we also end up rejecting <laughs> Thanks, a work that God is doing. If we reject the world, be careful in not rejecting a work that God is doing. And that's deep. That's deep. Because exactly, we, yeah. we end up doing that a lot. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And I think it all comes down to, uh, you know what, we've been, we've been saying it a little bit already, but it comes down to love. You know, yes. um, if we really think about it, you know, God, before he sent Jesus Christ, was in the same boat that we're in right now. You know, he has this world. It has turned sinful. It has turned evil. You know, God had every reason to say the same thing that we say. Nope, that's worldly. That's sinful. I'm not going to do anything about it. I'm going to leave them up to their own decisions. You know, but because of love, because he loved the world so much, he's like, you know what? No, I want to redeem them. Yeah. You know, and so Jesus was sent to do that. Yes. And so um, I think that's a powerful lesson for us in how we just look at the world. Yes. You know, we have to stop looking at it in terms of, um, you know, that it's so evil that, you know, that there's nothing redeemable in yeah. it. <laughs> but instead, you know, let's uh, let's love it the same way that Jesus also loves it. You know, that includes our neighbors, our friends. You know, that person that keeps walking down the street with all the earrings and the tattoos, yeah, yeah, you know, all yeah. over them. Like, God loves that person yeah. just as much as he loves, you know, the Christian that supposedly has everything together. Exactly. <laughs> and then eventually, I think in part two, we'll also address that God is more concerned about that person than about him wearing earrings or her wearing the earrings or, or his tattoos. Mm. Yes. And and, yes. and that's probably we, we dive a little bit deeper into the, the, the thought of the world yeah. thing. But it, it, it takes time to sit down, to evaluate, to actually dive into God's word and know and search his heart to know exactly mm-hmm. what he cares about and not what we think uh, we care about. Because, like I said, remember, in the Middle Ages is where you get the solidification of this idea of everything in the world is bad. Everything the church yes. is designed or, or started establishing that, you know, um, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this later. But this idea that, for example, movement or dancing um, mm-hmm. or, or moving to the rhythm of music is a worldly thing that did not develop in the in the Bible that developed mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Way later, that developed as the church, you know, this idea of, of Greek, um, uh, what's it called, Greek, uh, Greek philosophy, you know, coming into the church yeah. thinking, you know, that the body is bad, the body is evil, only the soul matters. Mm. So this idea developed of, you know, oh, we, anything that the body does is, is evil. So we can't be moving. We can't be doing. You get all these type of Gregorian music, you know, sit still, don't move a muscle type of mentality. Because if you do, you're part of the world and it's Satan messing with you. Um, I think it takes a lot of intentionality, like you said, to actually dive into the word, let God guide and said, hey, what is it that you care about? Because sometimes it's just us mm, yes. acting off of ignorance, which means lack of um, mm-hmm. lack of knowledge. Um, lack of knowledge and we just you know go thinking hey if it's if we think it's worldly it's worldly and we reject it and we end up rejecting mm-hmm. the work that god is actually doing for other people exactly yeah yeah mm. so um yeah so i think that's pretty much it i pretty much concluding our church talk i mean what do you guys think maybe you guys might disagree with us and that's okay um we might yeah, yeah absolutely let us know yeah let us know in our um dm truth tech at gmail.com um, what do you think? Is this an issue at your church? Is this something that is mm-hmm. maybe stopping or, or halting some evangelism effort that are trying to do? And remember, yes. you don't have to be a pastor. Yeah. Daniel said this. You don't have to be a pastor or a leader. If you can start this, mm-hmm. even if you're a member or you're, you're, we're all disciples of Christ. And we all exactly, have a yes. connection with somebody and that somebody who's not a believer and they can see in you mm-hmm. as a representative of the church mm-hmm. how loving you are towards them and not mm, hostile. Exactly. So you can definitely make a difference in, in that. Um, I know that maybe maybe you have a testimony, maybe you have something to share with us, please. <laughs> we'd love to hear. Mm-hmm, yes. <laughs> we would love yeah, to we'd hear love to hear that. stories, experiences, uh, anything like that. Just share with us. And um, and yeah, just like Mario was saying, you know, this this isn't just um, an issue that church leaders are dealing with, you know, the, the question of how to relate with the world around us. You know, this is something that even church members, when they go to work, you know, your coworkers, yes. you know, people that you see every day, you know, like you're faced with that question, like, how do I bring the gospel to that person? You know, they don't come to my church every week. You know, they they might not, you know, have heard like the, you know, fundamental beliefs or anything, but how do I still bring jesus christ to them you know how can we enter you know get that meeting going between that person and between christ you know and so um so yeah let us know you know what your experiences have been how is your church you know engaging with the world uh the community around you uh we'd love to hear you know how that is happening right now yes definitely definitely appreciate that so um that pretty much sums up our episode for today we really hope um that you guys get in touch with us let us know how you guys feel um if you guys are on apple um podcast it'd be cool if you guys rate us also that get us you know uh the conversation going to yes, other people. um follow on anchor also you guys can message us with um audio messages um we can hear from you too and well that pretty much sums up and we're really, we're really glad you guys joined us we hope to see you guys next week all right thanks everyone see you next week bye-bye